Hey, this is Bruce. I'm the pastor of the Word Church, Kimberley. I'm so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I trust that Jesus will speak to your heart, that you'll be strengthened with faith, and that you'll experience the breakthrough that you're looking for. Enjoy the message. Thank you, Dion. Yes, we had a great time, eh? Come on, so lucky to, to see that. And, um, thanks. Did you guys, to our crew, well, I don't know what we're going to call them. The, I called them the Mpumalangas, but did you guys enjoy it? We had a great time. Thank you to, to everyone that obviously prayed for us. And there were, there were those that, that, re, that sowed into the, uh, the outreach. I'm thankful, really thankful to, to all of you. And uh, I told a couple of the guys, I said, I've got a little bit of a, like a selfish motive here because I knew that it would add to what we're doing here. I knew that what we do there is going to ignite something here. There are some things that you'll only really, truly experience when you go. And I mean, it's true, you can go over the street, but if you go to a place where you have no reputation and people just receive and drink from you, then you get a glimpse of what's possible. Just a glimpse. Amen. So what I've um, asked the guys, some of our team, just to, just to come and, and share. Um, so we decided we're going to make today part of the outreach. <laughs> okay. So, so today is still, is still outreach. <laughs> There's some of y'all that need to be outreached or reached out to today <laughs> by the look of it. So um, we're going to do it like, like outreach style. Um, I've asked them just, just to be ready. So um, there's some things that wasn't in the clip. I'm sure I, d- I don't want to testify. I want to give the guys um, all the chance. I'm scared I, I take someone's, <laughs> someone's testimony. So um, I'm going to start with Rumbi Zai. Come, Rumbi. <laughs> you, can, you can share and just nominate. I knew it. I knew he was going to pick me first. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. So, I'm going to start by saying something that I, I, I always wondered about. When we hear about um, people that tell you a prophet, pro- prophetic word, a word of knowledge, and all those things, you always think they have this secret way of communicating with God. Like, God comes into their mind and they hear a voice that says, oh, thou shalt go to this person and do that. And I always thought if someone is doing a healing, what happens is, you know, the, the story of the woman and the, Jesus says, I felt power leaving me. I always thought that's what happens. You feel power leaving you. So when we went for the outreach, I was scared of, will I be able to do that? Will I hear from God? How can I hear from God? And then I realized, God revealed to me in that moment that we are constantly hearing from God. You hear about this thing of the flow. But I think sometimes the instruction is so simple, we miss it because you say it cannot be God. So you're talking to someone and you feel they're sad. I should pray for them for their sadness or something that you think, no, it can't be. Sometimes even familiarity makes you think this cannot be for them. But when you just step into that, 
place of the safety zone that we have in the church, in that place where we were, there was a safety zone of being able to say, are you feeling sick in, like, in your stomach? And if they said yes, wow, I realized it's so simple, I could have missed it. I could have just thought, this cannot be God. And because of that, I prayed for, I remember praying for, we prayed for one lady and she had a hip problem. <laughs> Uh, she had a hip replacement, and then she was in pain. And then um, she got up and started jumping and dancing. I promise you I'm still skeptical because I did not feel power leave me. I did not feel anything. And I was so amazed at what God can do. You just need to be a vessel. And one of the things before I, I, I prayed, I remembered what Bruce has said about you just have an instruction. It's got nothing to do with you. You were told, go out and pray for people, love on people and heal on people. And when I stood in that authority of, I've been instructed to do this, I'm moving in that place of someone else has to take the, this. It's Jesus. Who, it's on Jesus, not on me. I could pray for someone without thinking of, it has to be me who has to speak a word that sounds different or do some shabalabalaba thing going on. I just had to... Bring what, what I was told to do. Pray on people. Pray for people. Love on people. Pray for healing. And God did the work. So that was one of the amazing things about the outreach, when God does the work. And I'm encouraging you here, especially in the safety of the church. When you hear something, say it. Say, let me pray for you for this. Do you have this? Do you have a son that's sick or whatever it is? Allow the Holy Spirit to flow. The whole um, outreach, there was this theme of a flow. When you do that, there is a flaw in this life, and God can use you more. Once you hear, pick up that paper, and you pick it and put it in the bin. Imagine what God can do with the little. You tr he trusted you with the little of hearing the voice. You'll be able to hear the big stuff. So it starts from those small instructions of listening to the flow of the little, the, 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 the seemingly silly stuff that God allows us to hear. And from there, he can use you for much. So, yeah, I hope you... Or get something from this. Thank you. Um, Marina? Oh, yeah. The, Lord, the lady brought the x-ray to show us that um, she actually had a hip replacement. And when we went there, she says, I was just going to take painkillers and sleep because I've been in pain for so long. And we could literally see this x-ray of this metal in her leg. And, oh, wow. <laughs> She, she, she was dancing, guys. She was dancing. I am, yeah, I am amazed at what God can do. Thank you. Good morning. Yes, uh, we had to bring a teaching there with the interpreter. That's really something else. Because <laughs> you have to speak like a sentence, and then there's interpretation, and then you have to speak again. So that was different. Um, what God laid on my heart to share with you this morning on the outreaches. Um, years ago, I, I heard a teaching where the guy said, God, make, make me willing to be willing. Make me gewillig om gewillig te wees. God said, go out. And um, it's, you know, the kingdom works in a different way. If you give, you receive. When you give, you receive. And even when you go out, you can't, no, not, not one of us come back, came back the same. 
um, we were enriched. We were so ministered by, uh, ministered to by God ourselves. And in that, um, it's not, um, it's a scary place to be. When you stand in front of somebody and you have to pray and you don't feel like, I don't know what to pray for, I don't know. Um, I was praying the first night we came the, um, we were just thrown into the deep waters when we arrived. <laughs> and uh, there was a da- girl standing in front of me and I had to pray for her. And um, she doesn't understand English and I don't understand her, her language. And, um, and I said to God, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what. And I just put my hands on her and I was praying in the spirit for her. And, um, and I realized, Marina, it's not you doing the work. God just said go, because where I go, he's going with me. He's doing the work. He's got a plan. He's doing something in that goal, standing in front of me. I just needed to put my hands on her. And she started shaking, and I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) And um, I still don't know what God did, but I know he did something. Um, We we were on an outreach the the next day, and um, we had an interpreter to, to... to accompany us because we had to communicate with the people. And he said, um, they are the youth of that church. And he said, um, after we left the, f- um, the first house, he's got a pain in his neck and he's really sore. So, and that's not his pain. He said, it's not my pain. Um, so he realized it's something God wanted to show him. And we were walking and when we reached the house and we went in, it was really nice people, actually uh, believers. And... Um, and we asked if there's anything that we can pray for them. And, and, and then he asked, is there somebody here who's got a pain in his neck? And they said, um, no, but his wife's not there. Maybe she's got a pain. So we prayed for the wife because our prayers will reach her, even though she's not there with us. And uh, when we walked out, he said, no, that pain's still here. It's not this house. And we moved on. And the next house, we, um, we actually were passing that house because it was... Um, really quiet on the in the yard, and we couldn't see this anybody there. So we just go in where we can see people, and um, and I saw at, at in, the, in the corner of my eye saw a movement, and I saw this lady standing in the inner doorway, but she was like almost hiding from us, and I'm and I, I felt this this just we had to go in then we we went in in um, by her gate, and then she came out, and she was like you could see. She had a tough life. Her, her skin was like thick. She was working her whole life in the sun. You could see she, had, she did physical work. And um, then he asked her if um, we are there to love them and we, um, if there's anything or anybody that's got pain, um, can we pray for them? And she said, no, but her husband has got a pain in his neck. And... <laughs> And, uh, but he's, he's, he's taking a bath, so he can't come out. So we decided, now we're just going to pray by the back door. Well, there's only one door, actually. We're going to pray by the door and pray for him. And, um, and after we prayed for her, I just felt this really, really compassion in my heart for this lady. And she was, like, really um, not um, open for, I don't know how to say it, like, um, reserved, Yeah. And um, I just felt I needed to hug her. That's really strange for me to ask a strange lady if I can hug her. And and she and and I had to ask the interpreter, and he asked her, and she said, "No, it's fine." And I hugged her, and something happened. There was like when we left, there was something different on her face. And that night, 
when we packed out the chairs and the church started and we started praying, she and her husband came to church and they were at every church meeting. Um, um, we don't know if his, if his neck or if he had a bad um, knee as well, if God healed it yet. But I know God showed us that person and his wife. And we know God is busy doing something. Maybe we were just the ones who needed to get them to church. Um, so, um, and you come, you know, you come back and you think, Yo, what did I do? But what did God do for me? I came back with a full heart and think, Yo, I want to go again. God changed me. Um, and uh, so many times we look at, um, we look at Michael Pitts and we think, he's a little bit strange. He's a little bit too loud for me. He's too American. Or you look at, you look at the um, African people that's loud and dancing and the glory of the Lord is coming down and they're dancing. And, and it's different, but different's not wrong. It's, it's different. It's uncomfortable for us, but it's not wrong. And we have to realize God wants to break down the walls between us because we are one in Christ. We are one people. We are one race in Christ. And we have to love one another. Okay, uh, who's next? <laughs> um, Frederick. Hello. Hello. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm known in the group to, to not smile. But, <laughs> but um, you know, even though I don't smile a lot, I love other people smiling. I love other people to, to see them smile. And, and that was my motto for, for going to Mpumalang. I want people to have a smile on their face. Because if you, if you can make them encounter Jesus in a way that they can smile, you are shifting the balance in your favor. Um, and Bruce actually gave me this word because there was a row missing here, and he felt the balance was off. Now, that's what we are doing. We're shifting the balance all the time. As you walk you are being moved by the Holy Spirit. You're not just being guided by the hand. You are being moved to go with Him. Yes. So it's, hey? Okay. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, my word is actually for, for Rumbi. And that's, 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 the, that's the power of prayer. Uh, we, were, we, were, we had a meeting one night here before the outreach, and she said something that, that, that stuck by me. She said, I am terrified of an outreach. Now, you don't just have to go to a room and pray and say, Lord, help me. That is a prayer. I am terrified. He helped her to overcome that fear. Thank you. Amen. Right. I've got so much I'd like to share, but there's no time for it. So I'm just going to give you a bit of an overview of, the, of what actually practical happened there. So um, with the teams that's been there, in the morning, we would have devotion. Everybody would have do their own breakfast thing. We would come together. We had devotion. So we had two people every time that shared a bit of devotion with the team. And it was amazing, you know, how people equipped each other. 
and then after that we would go out, we would go to one of the regions, these two regions we worked in, so for the first few days we went to a region that was quite far away, and, um, and then we ministered with Charlie, Pastor Charles had a, he had a, a youth camp going, so I think there was about 20 youth, and they, we, we did ministry with them, so obviously I could see Pastor Charles invested a lot in those kids, but they didn't have any um, experience. So the same with a lot of us. We didn't have a lot of experience. So um, what happened is we would pray together, divide each other in teams. And so Pastor Charles would divide these people into teams, and I would divide our people into teams, and we would link them together, and we send them out. And they did door-to-door. And basically, just to give you a glimpse of what happened, you go to the door, so um, it's interesting. It's, a, it's another culture and another language. So we, we used to use to... Um, they would first go in. They've got this way where they're standing at the gate and say, hi, they would call them out, and then people would say, yeah, you can come in, and then we, as a group, would go in, and then they would invite them to the evening service, and then they would ask, is there anything we can pray for? Do you know Jesus? Do you, whatever the Spirit led? And it's so cool, because those people were young, like 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, you know, young people, and they would come and they'd ask, like, "Um, listen, how do I do this? And then we'd say, in the next house we stop at, they started doing it. There was a willingness to go, and um, it was so interesting. Just to share you some of the, the students' testimonies, one of them came to me and said, you know what, when we were ministering in their own valley, so for the first two or three days we were away, and then the next few days we were in, in their village, in their streets, with people they know, and they're young. So when we got back from one of the outreaches, I spoke to one of the girls that was in the team that was translating for us, and she said, um, I asked her, how was this for you? And she said, you know what? It was the first day we went out in those streets. She said, it's so amazing because her biggest fear was that she would go to people and they would know her and they won't write her. They won't listen to her because she's a child that comes from their streets. They know this child. What does this child know? She says, but the fact that we were there empowered her to step out in boldness and do something that in normal circumstances she won't do and won't have the confidence to do. And she said, so just our presence by itself was amazing because it, it gave them authority to talk, to pray for people. And, and people actually listened and came back. And she said, it was so amazing that she could see that people appreciated and those people came to the church. So she said, she's so glad we were there. And, you know, so a lot of people ask me, why do you do an outreach this far? Why do you drive a whole day to another, where there's people who need here? But God's got a specific plan, and we should just follow His plan. We, I think we ask too much questions from time to time. I think sometimes we should just listen to what God says and just go and do it. Because this was of God. And the same thing is for us. So I told her, listen, you know what? If we went there without them who could talk and they know the culture, they know how to, we wouldn't have had the open doors to do what we do. So we, we needed each other to do this ministry. So we did that until about 4 o'clock, and then we, we came back. We all prayed together, gave a bit of feedback, and then we prepared. We all walked. You'll, you would have seen this morning when we, you got in, a lot of people were walking here between the chairs praying. And that's what they, we did there. We, we prayed for the service, prayed for the chairs, prayed for the people. And it's so important, and I believe that's part of God's heart, that we should pray for one another, and we should pray for our services. And it was so blessed. Then it was service time. And then we did worship like for two hours. I see Bruce got blisters on his, on his fingers from playing guitar. 
And um, those people just love on God, and they just go crazy. And I must say, I want to honor the team. They really went for it and didn't worry about what it looked like. They played with the kids, and they, they were part. And those people loved on us, and we loved on them. And it was amazing. And to hear from the rest of the team, there was amazing testimony. So um, I just felt like I should give you just a glimpse of practically what happened and, um, and just testify about God's plan. And we should follow God's plan. And I want to encourage you guys to pray. What is God's plan for you? What's God's plan for the church? What's God's plan for the next few weeks? Is there something specific we should do? And, and if you feel like something, come and share it with somebody. Because God's got a plan and He uses His body. I'm so proud of this team. I mean, we've been preparing for this for a few months now. At Word Active, we've been doing a thing on street ministry and hospital ministry and healing ministry and then Pastor Bruce did an amazing series for us here on, to prep us for the, for the last three weeks before we went out. And these people went out and they did amazing, you know. And I want to tell you, so God can use anybody, you know, like Sien. We, we baptized he's Sien for us. Um, Pastor Anya, she, she said he's Sien. And um, just saying, he's part of our family. This young man, he's, he hasn't been saved for a long time, but he went out full out for God, had amazing word, shared amazing things. People could experience the love from him. You know, Tlesina went out me, and while she was praying for somebody, one of the, the, those students touched her while they were praying and felt God's power running through. So that evening, when he got back, he told some of his friends, and they went to Tlesina, and I witnessed it. It's like, listen, we felt that power of God running through. Would you pray for us? And so Tlesina, she's like standing there with him. And then the next moment, people started to fall in the spirit. But she, she went out. And I remember she got word that God's going to use her in power. And she believed and she took it and she ran with it. So whenever you receive word, know that it will come to pass. All right? So I'm excited, guys. This was only the first one of a lot to come. Be part of it. I promise you, you won't come back the same. Amen. The team can say amen on that, right? Please, guys, come for the next one. So, yeah, that's it from me. Emma, Emma, please, come and share. It was really fun on the outreach when we went. I went to pray for people. And I was very happy and I had fun. And I was excited when we went on the outreach. I asked my mom, when are we there? When are we there? So, yeah, it was fun. Oh, well done, Emma. You see, even the kids went out, and Pastor Charlie's kids also went out, and they prayed for the people. You know, Shaylee, yes, man, she did so good. She preached. She's 13, guys. She preached. She prayed for people. Stuff happened. You're not too young. Please, families, bring your kids. Let them experience the power of God. Let them experience how God works. All right? Good. So let's see. You can back, but you have a good Elsa, Elsa, guys. Okay. Hi, guys. I'm Nareike. <laughs> Sorry, the kids called me Elsa because my name was very hard for them. Um, so I was not prepared for this. 
I heard this morning, I thought it was a joke. Um, so when we came back, I did not get what I expected. And like now I was like praying, oh Lord, just give me something to say to these people. And like my biggest thing is like um, when I look at people, like I just saw this thing um, to be known by God. And he said like, you are known by me. And what we want versus what we need is so different. And we need to go in obedience every time. So I wanted to go resurrect the dead. I did not even do a healing. I literally just played with kids. And I had more fun than them. <laughs> and that was all I did. And it, in a moment, it felt very insignificant. And when I came back, I was like, whoa, I was known by God. He knew me. Um, we all are searching. When we came back, I saw we have more in worldly standards than those people there. But when I look at, sorry, I'm going to use you, but when I look at us here, we are more empty and we are more searching. We have these holes we're trying to fill. And to be known by God is the want versus the need, and that is obedience, like, because we are trying to fill the wants. And if we go in obedience to what God is telling you to do, he's going to fill your needs because he knows you. You are known by God because you will be made perfect in Christ with those holes. So be obedient. He knows your soul. Okay. I'm not going to throw someone under the bus. I'm just asking. John and me. Good morning, everyone. It seems like you're going to have a lot of good mornings today. <laughs> Yo, the theme of today, he changed my life. So I just wanted to speak a bit about purpose and personal revelation that God has given me over the course of these few, few days, few weeks. Um, it started with a prayer. And the prayer was, God, give me more. Give me more of your desire, more of your fire, more of that, just more of you, Lord. And I didn't know what to expect. Um, maybe maybe feel something in that moment, but... Um, we went on the outreach, um, and I really feel like there's something that the people of God needs to know, that each one of you sitting here today, you have a purpose, and God has written that purpose for you in your life. If you think you're sitting here this morning, coincidentally listening to the outreach and the, the testimonies, that's not true because God made you to be here this morning, to hear this message. God is just so, in my life, I feel like there was a point where I, I felt like I lacked something. I, I love God, and I, I want to serve Him, and I want to do more, but there was just something lacking. 
And in, on this outreach, I believe that God has removed all, all burdens from me and all, all things that hindered me from getting to him and just being in the fullness of what, who he is. And I just want to say how easy that was. It wasn't hard. It wasn't, it wasn't work to do it. You could just feel the flow of who he is and the love that he has for you. And I know Freddie spoke about it, and, and um, there's a lot of people that are, that are going, to, going to say a lot of testimonies today, but I just want you to know that you are part of this body. We are sitting here because, because of our love for God, and that is what unites us. The fact that we went on an outreach, it doesn't mean that we got the blessing and you will not. We are part of one body, and there's one thing that we are purposed to do is to spread the word of God. And to let other people know the truth of what we know is that we are saved and we are loved and we have something to work towards. And I know that maybe there will be someone coming on your way in work or on the streets, maybe in pick and pay, and they just want to know what is the truth. They just want to be freed of that, of that burden of their life because God, his burden is life. And it's easy to serve him. And just to get that, that spirit and that fire for him because you know he loves you. You know he has done some great things for you. It doesn't matter how, how big it seems to you. It will be so significant. And I just want to end off with a, with a scripture. It's Philippians 4 verse 12 to 13. And this is the Passion, Passion Translation. And I think it, it says what I wanted to say so, so clearly. Um, I know what it means to lack. And I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I will find that strength of Christ's explosive power that infuses me to conquer every difficulty. He is the key. And he is the overcomer. That means you are the overcomer. You are destined for so, such great things, and you have the power. And I just wanted to tell every single one of you, you have no idea what you are capable of. So, so. Thank you. Um, I want to nominate Stefan, if he is willing to come. I just wanted to know that um, the people in the media are also not forgotten. We can, we can see them in the spirit. <laughs> okay, so it's beginning to take my stool clear, large style, so that I'm finally going to see you, man. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay, um, so um, when we went there, um, there was something I was confronted with, and it was mostly like identity. And most of us here struggle with identity, and, and we want to be seen by people, and want to be known by people, and, and yeah, essentially feel like somebody to other people. And um, when we came there, I realized that, that a lot of the time, the pressure that we want to be seen is what we put on ourselves, and it is what we perceive people think of us, without them actually really knowing anything about us, or... or thinking anything about us. It's our own um, thoughts. And um, so the, the, the second night, the, or no, the, the Friday night, we held the service, and um, at the end of the service, we formed two lines with the people walking 
um, in between us, us praying for them and, um, and just loving them. And uh, one thing that stood out for me is um, as the people walked through, they walked slower and slower and slower. And um, there was a point where, uh, where we actually um, encouraged them to just walk faster. And because they were holding up the line, sorry for my English. Um, but it was then I realized that the same problems that we are struggling with, they are also struggling with. And, um, and I also realized that our identity is, is in Christ. And nothing we can do or nothing, um, yeah, nothing we can do to those around us will, will influence what Christ thinks of us. And um, I just have a scripture to quickly share with you. And it's in Psalm 139, verse 14. And it says, I will give thanks and praise to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderfully are your works, and my soul knows it very well. So, yeah, I just want to encourage you that um, you are somebody to God, and, and God truly sees who you are for, for your true worth, and not, not what people think of, not how you can act or react to situations. Just... The love of God is way beyond what we can perceive. So, yeah. Um, next one. Okay. <laughs> we have a volunteer. Sambunani. <laughs> God is good. And all the time. Yo. What an amazing week. Perfect week, actually. Uh, everything went so well. Um, I remember I overheard Pasteur and some of the other people talking that um, the youth, Pastor Charlie's youth that was there, we, we didn't know they were going to be there. And, uh, but we, we definitely needed them because they, I don't know, what language do they speak? Siswati. Oh, I mean, I don't, we don't know <laughs> Siswati. <laughs> And um, no, no, it was it was a perfect week with them, and um, they they I still get messages from them saying how much we impact their lives. But yo, do they know how much they impact our lives when we were there? It was such an amazing amazing week, and um, I I remember when on the when, Wednesday, yeah, when we went out, it was my first outreach. Yo, I'm, I was scared and. All this, this is what I'm doing now, speaking in public. This is not me. I can't do this. I don't know what's going on, but I can, you know, I'm, I feel comfortable. Talk. <laughs> I feel comfortable speaking here. Yeah, um, but um, I just want to share what, um, when we went out, um, I just, all, like Freddie said, not about the smiles. All I could, all I could remember is the people's smiles when, when we left their houses. And um, it, it just shows that people, people are, they, 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 they want to, to hear about God. They, 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 they want to feel God's presence, and, and that's amazing. That's all you need in life is, is, is God's presence. And uh, it says in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 11, Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His face continually, longing to be in, longing to be in His presence. So the difference between His face and his strength is, is, the strength is what he gives us. And his face is, is who he is. That, is. that is his presence. And in this scripture, it tells us to seek God's presence. Not just now, but over and over and over and over and over. 
So we need to continually seek after uh, his presence. Because why? Because that is all, that is all we need in life. And that, that is, is God. That's all we need. Isaiah. Okay. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Robbie, your turn. God is good. And all the time. Seems like that's a um, Pumalanga thing. Um, it's nice to be here. No, we, we really saw a lot of a lot of testimonies, and um, when you hear testimonies, it encourages it encourages the person hearing the testimonies. And um, Rumbi spoke about a lady we prayed for, and it's a it's a really cool testimony. This I'll just quick summary. So this lady was in pain. She came limping out, and we wanted to pray for her. And she said, no, no, let's, let's rather go inside, sat on the couch. We prayed for her, and people started speaking in tongues. People were, like, intensely praying. And next thing I see, this lady is, like, shouting and shaking. And I'm in my mind, like, what is going on? And I was just being obedient, and I kept praying. And this lady, like Rumi said, she jumped up. And she ran up and down. And what's, what's awesome about that is um, when we came to the house, she wasn't the first person we met. We met uh, her son and there was another lady there as well. And we asked if there's anything we could pray for. And they were like, no, there's nothing we can pray for us, but we have someone in the house. And after the son saw what happened to his mother, he told me, he came and he's like, actually, you know what, there is something you can pray for me. I've got this illness, there's something in my lungs, and by him seeing the testimony of his mother before his eyes, it gave him the courage to ask for prayer for himself, and I just want to encourage us as well, because sometimes we we hear of testimonies and things, but we don't always want it, oh, I don't want people to pray for me, or I'm a bit reserved, and Go out, do it. He would have never asked for prayer if he didn't see that testimony. And I want to encourage you guys to do the same. And it was awesome. That night, that lady came. Uh, she danced the whole service. It was amazing. And, yeah, yeah. Um, at youth, at youth this, this Friday, I shared um, Psalm 133, verse 1. It speaks about um, how God delights in unity among Brethren, I don't know, maybe Stefan will, will put it up. And a lot of people, I think Dion mentioned that, um, or Ethan mentioned, the youth wasn't actually, we didn't know they were going to be there. And we united with them. And actually going to the communities, it worked out for us because we don't understand Siswati, so they translated for us. There's a scripture. They translated for us. And us being with them gave them the boldness to go into the community with the people they know. And what's amazing about that is it's sometimes um, we, we tend to want to be reserved and do things on our own. But God delights in unity. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And I think we can do more of that. We can be more united. And we've united with that church and we've actually learned things from them, like praying before services and just dealing with certain things. And 
if you just, we, we are all different and we don't understand everything about their culture and we do things a certain way, but we are united under one body. We are the body of Christ. We fall under one authority. And us all sitting here in this room, we can unite with other believers under that. And yeah, I just want to encourage you with, with that. Amen. Amen, amen. Is there one or two that you know that you, you have to share? Anyone that's got, that you know you have to share? Come, Donato. Okay, well, let's Shaley, Shaley, Shaley first. Come, Shaley. Okay, I just wanted to come and say, I preached. Guys, I did preach on this outreach. That's all I wanted to say. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really amazing for me. Um, guys, I preached. <laughs> um, and um, so with one of the outreaches that um, we had, um, I was in a group with um, Larith and Brandon. And yeah, with almost the same people as I did the day before. And then, um, so we started off, we went around, went praying, and then um, we came across this one lady. She said, her son um, is like so violent and those type of things. So we were praying for her, but her son is in the yard, standing at us, um, standing and looking at us. And um, I think it was Brandon who asked, should we pray for him? And then um, the youth um, pastor told us, no, he's too aggressive, so we should leave and all this stuff. So we continued praying. We went on. We went the other way around. Or, no, 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 we went, yeah. And then we wanted to go back because our time was, like, short. And then the guy, we were busy pointing, like, directions of where we should go. And the guy thought we were pointing at him. And he asked, are we pointing at him? And he was, like, ready to fight and everything. So then... um, the youth pastor told us, no, let's rather go around. So we went around, and we came there, and the guy was standing there waiting for us. Like, like it's not even funny because, like, we, we, that time we were so scared. Like, there's no other way to go around because if we go that side around, we will force his house. If we go this side around, he's waiting for us on the corner. So... I started getting scared, um, um, like, and so everyone else around me is just like, yeah, we're going to do this, guys. Let's just walk in faith. You know, it's just, and I'm standing there, I'm like, okay, and if this guy now really comes, I'm running, and I'm, I'm going to, because like Brandon's there, guys, we're not going to fight, but we can at least run. So it's like. So I'm busy, I'm walking there, but I'm preparing myself to run for my life because I couldn't wait to get to my father. I'm like, I can't wait. And then um, it's funny because now that I actually sit and think about it, it's sometimes like that in life. Like there's situations that you just have to go through. And, um, and in the end, sorry, in the end, we walk past and the guy was that side already. So it's like, Sometimes you just have to walk through your struggles and you learn from it. And yeah, I don't know how to say, but like, you guys get what I mean. And it was amazing to see because we started walking and we started praying and praying and it was endless prayer until we got back to the church. And yeah, 
But I preach, guys, and just amazing. Can't top that. Can't top that. Um, yeah, just for the for the guys that were that were praying for us, um, a quick testimony. I shared it on on Word Active as well. But Tuesday morning, um, not many of you guys will know Eric because Eric comes to to our, our midweek cells. But Eric called me Tuesday morning, like about just before ten, and he tells me, "Donata, like I got this thing that somebody is going to." Um, sponsor a tank of fuel for you guys. And you wanted to know if yesterday on the road, because we left the Monday, if, if somebody perhaps sponsored a tank of fuel. And I told him, no, Eric. Like, we, we didn't get anything like that yet. But I told him, the week is still long. Let's see what happens. And uh, that afternoon, we had to go and fetch the generator that we used um, for the evening services, because load shedding is very real here in South Africa. So, so we kind of need it. And uh, the guy's name is George. And uh, George is a citrus farmer in and amongst a lot of other business stuff that he does. And we went to go fetch the Jenny over there. And next best thing, George asked, like, where's your tank? Do you use diesel or do you use petrol? And I told him, no, he's driving a bucky at that stage. And it was very thirsty. Um, no, it's thirsty. If you drive 80, it's thirsty. If you drive 100, it's thirsty. If you drive 180, it's thirsty. It's just thirsty, thirstiest, thirstier. <laughs> and um, yeah, so George had one of these diesel tanks on a, on a trailer, and he connected the thing to the, to the vehicle's battery, and he pumped in like 50 liters of fuel. And uh, the tank was full. And uh, I called Eric, a video called him. I told Eric, Eric! Here's this thing that you spoke about this morning. Yeah, this dude is busy filling up this tank, yeah. And uh, Eric looked like he wanted to cry. He got, like, all emotional there on the video call. But um, just a testimony to you guys that, are, that, that were praying for us um, while before and while we were there and during the whole service. I think it's really awesome. I think that's a testimony for you guys that, that prayers work and that that the Lord gives you um, does happen. It's not just willy-nilly stuff. And then, um, yeah, just to echo what, what Dion has also been saying, um, for some of us that have been trying to equip and trying to train, one of the things that I always told you is that, guys, it doesn't matter how much I talk, it doesn't matter how much Ukr talks, it doesn't matter how much Bruce talks, how much Dion talks, how much whoever talks, unless you actually go out there and try it yourself, um, you always, it's always just going to be talk. And uh, 1 Corinthians 4 I think it's verse 20, 22, 24, somewhere there, where Paul speaks about the kingdom is not just of talk, but of power as well. So I think for, for many of the guys, this was like the first time they actually experienced healing supernaturally coming through them, um, them actually healing people. I know for Charlie's youth, it was really awesome. And for us standing here on the side, it's actually just awesome to see so much of the the seeds and stuff that we've been sowing and investing in each and every one of you guys is actually starting to bear fruit right now. So from us on this side, we're very proud of you guys. You guys are awesome. Shaylee, Shamim, everybody. Um, that's really cool. And for myself personally, I think this was like the first outreach where literally every single person that I prayed for, pain either just left or they got healed or something supernatural happened. And like yeah, for myself personally, that's the first time I got the 100% heat rate. 
So all glory to God for that one. And uh, yeah, I want to leave you guys with this, with this scripture. I know Bruce has been speaking about it a lot over the last couple of months, but Ephesians 1 um, from verse 17, Paul prays this prayer, and he says, For I always pray to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that he may grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, of insight into the mysteries and secrets, in the deep and intimate knowledge of him. Then verse 18 says, by having the eyes of your heart flooded with light so that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious inheritance in the saints and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe, as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. And that says about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So I pray that this outreach has really flooded the eyes of your heart. And you guys actually understand that what you have here inside of you, the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, is immeasurable and unlimited. And I'm excited to see you guys in your journey as you discover how deep that well actually goes and get to know the Lord and, and, and the Holy Spirit more intimately. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Awesome, awesome. So, um, that was yesterday. It's, it's a story now. And uh, I'm always, uh, it's, it's what I said in the beginning is, I'm, I want to see the fruit here in our meetings. I want to see the fruit when we come together. I want hunger and excitement amongst our people. I want faith uh, that believes that all things are possible. Um, I want us to, to step in at every time. You know, um, this today, I told the guys, this is an outreach Every Sunday that we come together is an outreach. <laughs> There's people that, that um, invest here and sow seeds so that we can have this. There's a preacher that goes. <laughs> there's, there's musicians. Why can't we have revival every Sunday? And in the week and in our lives. Come on. Amen. If you're going to woo, then woo. So, um, yeah, I was... Uh, uh, I told you guys in the beginning, I, wanna, I want to see the fruit. Um, I went, we'll, we'll do this. Uh, we'll have a big outreach, hopefully at least once a year. Nothing stopping us from, from reaching out in our city. But um, what was quite awesome that I will add is, uh, is Shaden here or not? Shaden's not here. But Shaden was is also uh, Emma and Lily's age. He goes and he's giving words of knowledge in, in the streets. Little kids, I, w I want you to know that because we're doing this doesn't make us experienced Christians. I'm, I preach every day that I preach. I still, <laughs> every day that I get in front of someone that is, um, that is like sick, I still feel like a child. I still feel inexperienced. 
I never have got to a point where I feel experienced. And then that's what it's, what it's like. If we'll just trust the Lord every time, if we'll trust the Lord, if we take a leap of faith every time and let go of our, our comfort zones, um, I told the guys as well, um, it's amazing how we keep on telling people to get out of your comfort zone. Yet the Holy Spirit is the comforter. And you can find your comfort outside of your own little religious box. Because every, every person here that testified went out of their comfort zone but came back with joy, came back with hope, came back with life. And you sitting there and it's like, wow, they, that's something different. That's a, that's a different perspective than what I've seen in the week. I've been in my, my, my weekly routines of work, home, work, home, or study, home. And I want you to know there's more to life than that routine that you're experiencing. There's more to life than, than what, you ex- what you experience on a daily basis. So we've been talking about the river and jumping into the river. And uh, the river is a flow. And if you jump in the river and you go with that, with that flow, that's the, the river of God. Or you can, or you can stand but, and, and spectate. Don't spectate. <laughs> Don't spectate. Um, jump in. God, God will use you. God will use you mightily, powerfully. All right, so I'm going to ask you guys just stay seated. Um, uh, I'm going to take up the, we're going to take up the offering and take communion together. But just some of our team, if it's just a, like a word of knowledge, you want to share something quickly, just two or three after. Um, I want to say something quickly about our our givers, thank you to, to the people that have been giving, and like uh, not just just giving, but your generosity. Um, there's been a, a bit of a, a a noise lately about tithes and offerings. I don't know, always in particular tithes. I don't know how many people have been watching um, these things on the internet and people debating. You know, is tithes from God uh, from, from the law? Is tithes from um, uh, Abraham, let me tell you one thing. People who walk in a revelation of tithing will tell you what a blessing it is. <laughs> it's just how it works. People who tithe, people who walk in, in tithing will tell you what a blessing it is. I haven't, I haven't um, uh, when Ben, you shared something a while back about tithing where you got a revelation, you know, but when, when you hear, I must tithe to be blessed, that's, that's the other side that's not right. Abraham tithed because he was blessed. Before there was a law, before the law came in, and the Bible says faith and law don't go together. It says Abraham tithed in faith. And, and uh, it's not bondage to tithe. But at our church, we're not saying you have to tithe. That's not our message. But I believe that in everyone's heart, you can say, Lord, enable me to tithe. I want to tithe. I want to get into a place where I can, where I can contribute. And uh, I've seen people that have done things by faith. But um, again, what, what Paul writes, he says that no one give out of compulsion. But as he has determined in his own heart to give. And I think sometimes you can just look in your heart and say, Lord, what do I want to give? 
Um, and uh, I think a nice step of faith sometimes is to like say, well, if I want, if it works like that, that I can tithe 900 rand, maybe I can believe God for a salary of 9,000 rand. There's things that you can do, but that is in your own heart. And I, I really want you to say, Lord, I want, I want authority over my finances. I want to be in control. I want to, I want to put that thing under me. And I think um, tithing is, is a way that, that we can. Now, that being said, I've, we've never from the pulpit pushed it. But I want to, I want to um, encourage your faith. And, and to get the reasoning out of your heart uh, of, oh, is it Old Testament? Is it law? Get that out of your heart. Get that out of your heart. If you, if you feel bullied and bossed to give something, that's not God. That's not His heart towards you. But if you speak to someone who tithes, He will tell you, yeah, what a blessing to be able to. And I think it's God's heart for everyone to say, to get to that point and say, yes, that's what I I want to be. And I think it's a godly desire. And I'm, I'm allowed to have an opinion seeing as I'm the pastor and the, in, the, in the church. Um, but yeah, if you think about um, this trip that we went on, um, I know not everyone can go on that trip. Not everyone is able to take a, a week off and to go. But there are people that have been working and, and were able to send us. We were able to be sent because of people that were faithful in their giving. And I, I want to honor everyone, every giver, because it's not like you've been left behind. <laughs> okay? Paul openly acknowledges the people that sowed in his life. He writes their names in the, in the letters. And so as much... All the triumphs that Paul experienced, they experienced with, he experienced with those because they gave. Because they gave. Amen? That still, uh, I want to give the other side of the coin. Don't excuse yourself and say, no, well, I give, so I'm not going to go. If the opportunity comes and you can go, go. But if, if it's your heart to fund the kingdom and to finance the kingdom, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, so we honor that. And um, there's a lot to happen. I packed out more chairs. I don't know if you noticed. Trying to fit at least 200 in. And it, it looks it's amazing because if I kept it the way it was, the church would have been quite full. So I think what we need to do is we need to pack more chairs out. And we're going to see this church full. And then when it's full, I don't know what we'll do is maybe by accident we'll break a wall down. But, but we're going for it. And so there's vision here. We're not going to maintain a work. We're going to build. We're going to grow. We're going to impact Kimberley. We're going to impact the world from here. And, and I want you to get, catch into that vision 
and let's run with it and let's do something great from that will be known for more than just the big hole. <laughs> that will be known for revival. That will put Kimberley as the city that shines, that really shines again. And uh, so, so, yeah, get involved. I saw this, um, I'm going to publicly, Dylan, that you're not a band, man. I see at least you're bringing three, two other guitarists as well. Um, come on, get, get involved. Find, find, a, find a place. There's Adrian who's been, um, find a place, get involved. Bold, there's so much to come. Amen? So uh, if you prepared something to give, um, make it a heart issue. Say, Lord, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to see. Know that when you give, we stand in agreement with, with the vision in your life, what you are believing for. So let, I want to pray with you. So if you brought something physically to give, you can hold it in your hand. Otherwise, just, uh, just uh, put it in your heart and we're going to pray together. Father, I just thank you today that you're no respecter of persons. But Lord, it's faith we know that, that pleases you. Lord Jesus, today we want to acknowledge you as the source of our life. That you're our source and you we live and move and breathe. Father, you are the one that gives life. And we trust in you today, Lord. Today, every vision, um, every career, every job, every dream that, that your people are believing for. Lord, I stand in agreement with those things today. I stand in agreement and I speak your word over that said we must prosper. So I speak prosperity over this church, over the people. I speak the blessing of the Lord. The increase, that there'll be gain um, in, in their territory, that they'll experience the capacity um, to be able uh, to handle the increase. I speak excitement and joy and enthusiasm. And I thank you, Father, that you are able to make, like we read, two fish and five loaves multiply. Lord, that all things are possible today, that, you, that you, it's your heart to increase um, our, even our giving. <laughs> and yeah, we thank you, Father, for, for the word, church, for every faithful giver, um, people whose heart is in their giving. And, and, yeah, we, 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 we bring that before you today. Pray that you bless it. Pray you bless the word, church. Pray you bless our tithers and our givers. And that you increase our, our, our means to give. In Jesus' name, Lord, that this, this place will be known as a place of vision. That this place will be known as a a place that makes an impact, that brings change. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I trust that message blessed you. Please feel free to contact us for any prayer requests or feedback. We would love to connect with you. 
You can follow the Word Church Kimberley on any social media platform and become a part of our online community. Be blessed. Be blessed.